Welcome to Airbnb with D. This is your host, Davana, and today's episode is all about renting your rooms on Airbnb.com. This is such a profitable strategy that anyone with a home that they live in or a property with more than one room can get into. So today's episode, I'm going to give you the things that you should look out for as you're renting your rooms, and we'll break down how profitable this can actually be for you. So diving right in, according to a report by Airbnb, hosts who rent individual rooms within their homes earn an average of 30% more per booking compared to hosts who rent out their entire homes. This statistic highlights the potential for higher profits when utilizing a per room rental strategy. A study conducted by Priceonomics found that hosts who offer private room rentals within shared spaces have a 50% higher occupancy rate compared to hosts who only offer entire home rentals. This data indicates that catering to both budget-conscious and privacy-seeking guests can significantly boost your occupancy and revenue. And this is my last one, guys. I love statistics, so I wanted to give you these things to show you renting rooms is in your favor. The Global Business Travel Association reports that remote work and flexible arrangements are on the rise, with an estimated 60% of companies worldwide offering remote work options. So that means people are working from home, working when they feel like it, and no longer are being bound to their previous location. This trend presents a tremendous opportunity for hosts renting out rooms on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, or whatever, to cater to remote workers, contract employees, and those seeking temporary accommodations. So let's talk about renting rooms. I love the room rental strategy. I'm actually going to share with you first how it saved one of my units from me having to, you know, break the lease and pay a lot of money. So there was um, the unit that I got in Colorado. I did not know at the time that I did get the lease agreement that there was a short-term rental ban in that particular county. So that means that any stays under 28 days um, would automatically require a permit. Now, there was a way that I used to get around the permit, guys. I told you we would select bed and breakfast, and that would make us exempt uh, from getting that permit. Certain counties, they've implemented different rules and regulations, and Airbnb will give us in 24 hours say, no, we need a real permit number. And those of you know, it doesn't take 24 hours to get a permit. It's not always hard to get a permit, but if that's not something you are trying to do, if that's not something you've budgeted for because they have costs, um, there are certain things that have to be up to date when you're getting the permit. Let's think about taxes. Um, Let's think about things that you have to pay. Those things have to be paid prior to getting the permit. So getting a permit is a process. Once you prepare yourself for it, it's okay. But if you are not prepared to do so, that can be something that is debilitating, especially if you've already signed a lease agreement. So, of course, you know, my favorite tip to give is if you're getting apartments, always make them handicap accessible so that you're getting the larger units. In this particular place, I was able to get a two-bedroom apartment with handicap accessibility. I had a completely different theme for the unit than what I had to implement, 
due to that regulation. So one of the ways that I check if an area requires a permit is I will go to my Airbnb app, create a new listing, and then enter the address in. In about 24 hours, I won't even publish the listing, but in about 24 hours, if that address is associated with needing a permit in order to launch your listing, you will get a kickback email letting you know that. So Airbnb won't even allow it to go live for less than 28 days if it does need a permit. And that's because we know long-term rental guys are stays that are 28 days or more, and that is not considered short-term. Those often just have a lease agreement of some sort. So in this particular unit, because it was a two-bedroom and because I had that 28-day regulation, I was able to list it as private rooms in a shared space. So there is a way on Airbnb where of course you list the entire place or then you can list a private room. So in this case, I listed each room off separately. Now the great thing is each room had their own bathroom. It was a two bedroom, two bathroom, and that's what we look for. One of the bedrooms had the bathroom inside of it. We love, love, love that when we're renting rooms because it really means that we can charge that person a little bit more because they have 100% privacy. And if they want that privacy, they'll pay for it. Especially if they have pets, they tend to do things like that, which is fine. We just charge them for it, right? Um, and then the other room I was able to list as a private room. The only shared areas were the kitchen and the patio. Um, there was, It was an apartment complex, so it was open parking. And because it was handicap accessible, we had the handicap accessibility parking right in front of our unit. They're often closer to those handicap accessible units. So it worked out. Had I not been able to list that each room for rent separately, I would have fainted because that means I would have tried to locate one person to rent 28 days or more. Now, by the way, those restrictions ended up being lifted. Um, permits were no longer required in that area, but it took about six months for that to happen. So luckily, by the time that permit was lifted, I had already developed a flow and a strategy in this place, especially being somewhere while I'm out of state. That was important for me. You guys know one of the biggest things I tell you is it takes the same amount of effort to start an Airbnb anywhere. So if you're going to start it somewhere, make it count. Let's make it where you're going to get some money. So if you're going to start it out of state, let's say you analyze the current numbers in your state and you're like, uh, it would be better if I start somewhere else, then make it easier for yourself. This strategy helps me so much. I was not scheduling cleaners every five days. Um, I didn't have to do any restocks. I, I do have to provide my initial stocks, my tissues, toilet paper, and things like that. But after that's gone, the guests will replenish it themselves because they're there for a month. So it, it, it ended up just being a breath of fresh air for me um, because that was some profit that I knew I had coming in regardless. And this is the thing that's awesome. Don't forget, Airbnb charges the customer in advance. So you already have that money. If someone's booking with you for 30 days, then Airbnb already has it. If they're booking with you for two months, Airbnb already has it and it will be dispersed at the appropriate time. But my favorite part was this. Anytime someone extends or alters their reservation, right? So let's say they're with you for a month and they would like to alter it for another month rather than booking a new one, right? What happens is after you approve that alteration, you get that money, whatever that money was, that overage, you get that in 24 hours too. 
So even if it was like extended for another month, you would get that right away because the customer had to pay that and it's dispersed to you. Actually, it didn't even take 24 hours, the same day for me, but I love it. So enough about that. Let's jump into just a little, maybe um, imagination game where we put you into the moment. So imagine you have a three bedroom apartment with a monthly rent of $2,200 and utilities adding up to about 300. So that brings your total cost, cost up to 2,500. So even if you price each room at 1300 or 1400 a month, you could generate a monthly revenue of $3,900 to $4,000. That would surpass your expense without additional cost of cleaners or restocks. Now you say, okay, well, if I do that and I take $2,500 from $3,900, that only leaves me with $1,400. Well, that's $1,400 profit. So we have to think, We've already included those utilities, your streaming services. And guys, if you do this right and do this smart under your business, you can qualify for promotions. Whatever the local cable service is in your area, do not be afraid to sign a contract. I know sometimes, you know, we think about contracts like they suck. But here's the thing about that. You have a contracted lease agreement for at least a year or more. So you know that you could at least accept a contract for a year because that will be the duration of your lease. So let's make sure that we're properly, properly budgeting and not letting our fear for contracts or maybe the fear that we've seen our parents go through from early termination fees hold you back from doing some honest calculations and seeing if the contract will be in your best interest. So $1,400 profit, that's cool. But let's say we now do that amongst six more units. Let's say you do that six times. Over the course of 12 months, that's $100,800. So that's six figures. So I do want to break it to you today. Making six figures with one Airbnb is very unlikely in over a whole year. We're not saying that you won't have great months, um, but over the whole year, just having one is unlikely unless you are willing to put money and time and professionalism into the creation of it. Those that take, um, you know, this is a business, but just like a hotel, you know how a hotel will bring the interior designers, they bring the color psychology into it. Those that actually handle the Airbnb business that way, you can see um, six figures with only one unit. But even that one unit wouldn't be a one bedroom apartment. OK, so let's be let's be very clear. Um, so that's that. So if you can imagine doing that six times, that's six figures. Now, the thing that'll be easy for you is that could be six in the same building. That could be three here, three in another place. It doesn't matter. It could be four here, two in another place, five here and one in another place. It doesn't have to be a crazy spread out. But you know for a fact, if you at least duplicate this six times, then you're able to make six figures. And we're talking minimum here. Don't forget the greatest way that you can increase the monthly rental price for each room because I gave you an example of 1300 but you are able to get 1500 and 1800 and 2000 out of your guests the key lies in providing more amenities a creative comfortable environment things like high speed internet views location parking pet friendly these things are allowing you to increase what your monthly rate is. Access to streaming services, cable, a well-equipped kitchen, 
you name it you can and don't forget guys this is your business so whatever things you would like to integrate into your unit to give more amenities to your guests you can you want to make a game room put an arcade in there who cares you do it because that's what's going to help you charge your worth there are people looking for places whether you list one or not it does not even have to be something that's new it could be somewhere you're currently living in now so there was an episode i did maybe a year back where if anyone wanted to get into the Airbnb industry with little money, the easiest way that I think is if you currently have an extra room listing that. Even the the reviews you get from that, the experience you get from that, you can put electronic locks on the door. There are things you can do to convert. I do also have an episode about converting your personal space into an Airbnb because there are some things you have to pay attention to. But If you're looking to get started in the easiest way possible, or even looking to begin co-hosting, then you can suggest that room for rent strategy to someone. Now, in order to be successful when renting rooms, there are a few things that we have to consider. So privacy is key. Ensure that each room has a lock and provide clear guidelines about respecting each other's privacy within shared spaces. Your guests should feel comfortable and secure during their stay. Another thing I do is on the Airbnb app, you can go under, um, you know, booking settings and change it to where only guests with a proven track record can book your place. That's another good thing. So this means that five star review guests are going to come through. So we know that they know how to conduct their sales a little bit based off what other hosts are saying about their previous interactions with them. A thoughtful room design. You have to. When you're renting rooms, now, you can rent whatever type of room you want. I am not telling you to rent a room with a little mattress on the floor and a little crunchy carpet, country crunchy blanket. And some of those are actually on Airbnb. You'll see, you won't even see how they're still up. They have three-star reviews. Everyone's saying they're dirty and it's not clean, it's not, but they're even listing it. So we're trying to do it the right way. We want quality bedding. Provide storage spaces. So make sure you're looking for places that have closet spaces or at least a storage closet externally on your patio where your guests can actually store things if they need to. After all, they'll be staying with you for weeks to months at a time. And make sure you add personal touches, color psychology, certain scents. These things matter when people are looking for a place It just should be inviting. We all know you can put the standard couch, the standard bed, and those things up. Just don't expect to reap the highest return possible on that space if you choose to fill it with things like this. The space is the space, and what you decide to fill it with is what will ultimately determine your profitability. There are places on Airbnb that are in terrible neighborhoods, ugly on the outside, but they may have a gate around it and very nice inside, and they're good and good reviews, okay? Setting clear house rules. This is so important for me um, because quiet hours truly matter. You know, when you have your entire home, you may tell them quiet hours, but they truly matter when you have a room for rent situation because um, there could be someone that is a nurse and they sleep during the day and go to work at night. And so if someone's getting work ready for work in the morning at eight o'clock and they are playing their music, you know, while that may be normal, in a certain household, even my household. I'm getting ready, my daughter's playing music, I'm playing music, That that's normal. 
But if I were living with someone that slept during the morning, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. And that's things that you have to consider and know. So that's why not only do you have to set clear rules, but you need to really do discovery calls on your guests. You don't have to call them, but you can ask them what do they do for work? um, What are their hours that they're typically home or sleep? Get that information from them so that you can determine if they're a good fit for your space. The worst thing possible is having a bad fit for your space. And that actually happened to me too, guys. There was a girl and her guy, and y'all know I'm very transparent. I have nothing against people that smoke weed. I mean, guys, we could talk about this all day. But when you're going to an Airbnb and you're thinking that you can smoke in the rooms and you're not even cognizant of the medical professional the government official, whoever is renting the room next to you, that is actually ridiculous. So that's a lack of social awareness, a lack of common sense, and just a lack of respect. So those type of situations you will have to deal with and you will have to make executive decisions on whether you get someone out. Of course, that can be hard, especially if you're out of state. So that's why it's best that the cleaners you find nurture your relationships with them and try to make them a property manager. Effective communication. Maintain open and prompt communication with your guests. Make sure you're responding to inquiries and addressing concerns. Now, I will say when you're renting rooms, that's probably when you'll have the most interaction with your guests um, on basis as opposed to when like someone's just renting your space for one day or two days or three days. Because at that point, you're like their landlord. So anything that goes wrong, they are reporting it to you. The great thing I love, again, if we're in apartments, we got maintenance on site. We don't even have to freaking worry about it. Okay? So that's why I love it. Screening guests, guys. You know, I just talked to you about this. You have to take the time to carefully screen potential guests before accepting their bookings. Prioritizing guests who align with your house rules and are respective of shared spaces is so important, especially if you're allowing pets. Now, pets can be very profitable for you, but keep in mind when you're renting rooms and you have multiple people with multiple pets, that's something you kind of need to monitor. And maybe you have to turn the pet option off after you've had maybe one or two pets in the home already. Because after all, you're not trying to open a dog house. You want a regular space. So... And so um, a thing that is very important is flexible booking options. So when it comes to rooms for rent, no, we're not renting them for one day, two days, three days at a time, unless you're creating sort of like a crash pad situation for like flight attendants and um, pilots and things like that. And that is on you. That is not, that's a completely separate situation than Airbnb. But if you are doing rooms for rent you don't want a bunch of people in and out that's that's extra wear and tear in your space and you also don't know how the next person's personality will mesh with your current guests so that is the last thing you want and the last thing you also want is a bunch of in and out different cars it's just too much so flexible booking options in my opinion for rooms for rent are anything seven days and above You can rent for a week, you can rent for two weeks, you can rent for three, or you can rent for four, but you can't rent for two days or one day or anything like that for me. And the thing about this is this way. If you rent, let's say you do offer the weekly rental rather than the whole month, then even if you did $60 a night with a seven-day minimum, that's going to come to $1,680 for you over four weeks. And if the month has five weeks, that's a little more. 
So you'll still be making equivalent to what you could make if you're listing it for the whole month, maybe even a little more sometimes for the less, um, you know, less amount of work, I should say. And don't forget when they extend their reservations in the app, you do get that extra money right away. That's another perk for you. And the last thing you should make sure of if you're listing rooms for rent is that you have neighborhood insights. Familiarize yourself with the neighborhood, okay? Please do. Know if, you know, 10 minutes up the road is a bad area. Know if a, if a person parks on the street where their car get booted, towed, or ticketed. That's your responsibility to know and make clear. You make that clear for the guest. And it's not an obstacle. I know some people that they don't currently have parking with their Airbnb. So they kind of just tell the guests like, hey, do street parking. That's on you. And the thing is this. There are some people that will arrive in an Uber and a Lyft. They don't care. But you should absolutely be making that clear because we're not trying to manipulate people into booking with you only for them to find out it was inconvenient for them. That is the worst thing possible is you not being super clear in your listing even listing in your listing. Reminder, this is a private room in a shared apartment or a shared home is so important so that they remember and know that there are people around because trust me, guests do not read and they will quickly blame something on you. An Airbnb's review process is not host friendly. Okay. So, after you familiar yourself, from familiarize yourself with the neighborhood and provide recommendations, make sure you're knowing about the restaurants and the local activities, especially if there are activities geared towards children, geared towards pets, geared towards students. Know all of those things. And that brings up a good point too. When you're renting rooms, will you allow someone with a child? Well, that's up to you. It's contingent upon your layout and it's contingent upon your other guests. What you may not want to allow is someone with a newborn or a small child that cries because that will wake up the whole place, the whole house, undoubtedly. Same thing with barking dogs. You would have to really find those things out about the potential guests so that it is the smoothest room for rent process for you ever. (laughs) I know that these tips have been helpful. If you are in the Airbnb with the Facebook group, please drop in for me any questions that you have regarding renting your rooms, how I can assist you, and um, how we can get those listed for you immediately. If you are a host that has entire place listing currently, do not be afraid to break those listings apart. And remember that Verbo only allows entire place listing. So that's why we didn't talk about them much today. It has been such a pleasure speaking with you all, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Are you ready to make your mark in the short-term rental industry? Well, I'm introducing the new Airbnb pre-launch planner. It's your ultimate guide to starting your successful hosting journey. With my planner, You'll gain valuable insights on rental arbitrage, corporate leasing, or becoming a host at an Airbnb-friendly building. It's truly your roadmap and your guide to making the right choice for your first short-term rental. Don't leave your success at chance. Get the Airbnb pre-launch planner today and start your hosting journey on the right foot. Visit the website in this episode's description for your copy now.
your success awaits.